0: So, friends, first of all, I want to obviously acknowledge uh, the death of uh, Pope Benedict the 16th yesterday morning. Um, Pope Benedict uh, was the uh, Pope when I sort of came to faith in late college and then through my seminary years. So obviously it was a part of my own uh, spiritual and, and theological journey. And whatever you think of Pope Benedict and his papacy. Uh, Obviously, it's a huge day for the Universal Church, and what he uh, did in his resignation, which was somewhat unprecedented uh, a number of years ago, I think about 10 years ago, Uh, and so obviously we uh, remember him today in this Mass and pray for his uh, eternal rest. So when I was about uh, 10 years old, I think it was like 1994, so that tells you how old I am, uh, the... uh, there was a Disney movie that came out called Blank Check. Um, did any of you happen to see this horrible movie? <laughs> uh, probably not. It was, it, was a, yeah, it, was, it was kind of a terrible movie. <clears throat> but I'll never forget it because the whole premise is this little, this boy comes across a, a blank check that he ends up cashing for a million dollars and then starts to live uh, quite frivolously with this money and then and there's this drama of the guy trying to track him down and it's really a horrible movie. Um, but I remember as a 10-year-old boy, it, it just flirted with my imagination because I thought, what would I do with a million dollars? You know, as a 10-year-old. Right. so I, I just remember thinking about that, thinking the, because he, he buys all these houses and he puts a huge swimming pool and slides and all this stuff. And I remember thinking, what would I do uh, with a million dollars? I thought about that movie this week because I want to I want to challenge us on this feast day with these readings at the beginning of twenty twenty three that we're invited this year to give God a blank check with our year and with our lives. To give God a blank check to say hey cash this in however you see fit this year because God promises to bless us, but the exact, and, and that's what that beautiful prayer in the first reading from, from uh, Aaron over the Israelites, may the Lord bless you and keep you, may he smile upon you, may he be gracious to you and give you peace, right? But, but the exact content of what that blessing looks like in our lives is not, right, the exact content is not known, right, in the future. And so it's as if we have to give God a blank check. We say, God, I trust you with this, right? Write it out and cash it out however you see fit in your timing and in an accord with your providence and your purposes, right? And I, I feel like if we did that, we would leave 2023 in a year in a much better spiritual place than we began. We insist on writing all the checks, right? metaphorically. But I think the invitation is to give God a blank check with our future and with our lives and with this coming year. I want to hold up Mary as a model of how to dispose ourselves to receive the blessing God wants to give us in the way that he cashes the blank check. Right? And I want to propose from our gospel today three things, which is, I'll summarize it like this, to stay To pray and to obey. Last night at 4.30 I added a fourth one that rhymed. It was Ryan Day to to say, to pray, and to obey. I was hoping that uh, that would help uh, the Buckeyes pull it out, but his name is now abandoned from the homily. But I feel like we're all in Union State because the Michigan fans are angry, Ohio State fans are I guess the Irish fans are doing all right. They won, didn't they? Uh, So you guys are fine. But the rest of us are all in, the New Year started absolutely horribly, right at midnight for Ohio State fans. Anyway, so forget Ryan Day, he's out. But we have stay, pray, and obey. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard the derogatory term uh, that's often said about some Catholics. It's said that they are pay, pray, and obey Catholics. This is a common term. when us priests talk amongst ourselves, we'll say, oh, that's a, that's a pay, pray, and obey Catholic. Right? That means someone who, you know, puts, puts the money in the collection basket, comes to Mass, kind of obeys what the church tells them to do, right? Now, it doesn't have to be derogatory, but it's often invoked in a derogatory uh, fashion. But So this is a little different. It's stay, pray, and obey. And how do we see that in the Gospel with Mary? First of all, we see her staying at the manger. Okay, so the the angels go out and uh, spread the good news, or the shepherds go out and spread the good news. Mary and Joseph stay at the manger. And of course you're like, well, of course they do, right? But I want to see this as a broader metaphor for staying with our vocations or staying with what we've committed to, right? Today we celebrate Mary as mother, the mother of God. And one of the vocations, right, of motherhood is to stay with the child, right? This is, um, the, the woman bears the biggest burden, right, in the, in, the, in the rearing, the bearing and rearing of children, right, just biologically, right? She often has to stay with the child, right? And so there's a, there's a vocation there of, of staying with what one has conceived. But I want to extend that out to all sorts of vocations. Because here's the temptation for me. I don't know if you can relate to this at all. The temptation is for me is to escape. To hide. When, when something in something that I've committed to or am responsible for gets hard, I want to run. I want to run and hide. I, I can be a bit of an escapist. Right? I just want to I want to get out of there. And, and the invitation, I think, for Mary is to stay, that God works in us staying where we have committed to, in our voc- whether it be in our studies, whether it be in our vocations, whether it be in certain uh, organizations that we've taken, taken leadership roles in, that we can't be escapists. We can't run every time something that we've taken responsibility for gets, gets difficult. We have to stay there. And that's really hard. The grass seems always greener outside of of what we've we've committed to. So the first way I think we make ourselves receptive to God's blessing with a blank check is to stay where we're at in a certain sense. God's blessing is going to be manifest in that, not in, in some kind of idealistic projection of what we want life to be, but in the The mundane ordinary of what we have agreed to stay with in our lives. The second is pray and we get this beautiful image of Mary pondering things with her heart. You can just imagine her um, just observing and looking. Just imagine what she's looking at in that that manger, in that stable. She's just taking it all in. She's reflecting. This is the contemplative, reflective, pondering spirit. I've always um, enjoyed a distinction that the medievals made between two aspects of the mind. Right? They called one Ratio and one intellectus. Ratio was the is the discursive, analytical, trying to figure things out part of the mind. Right? This is what engineers have a really high degree of, right? The, the ratio part of the mind, right? But then they said there's the intellectus. This is the intuitive, contemplative part of the mind, the reflective part of the mind. And I've often thought that in our society, we over-exercise ratio, and we under-exercise, under-exercise intellectus, meaning we just aren't very good at sitting and watching observing, taking things in. Because we can be filled with all sorts of knowledge and information, but what pondering does, what reflection does, what contemplation does, is add depth to knowledge and information. It lets us see things from a broader perspective. It lets us take in a bunch of data points and learn to integrate them and interpret them from outside, from a transcendent perspective. And so Mary teaches us In prayer and in contemplation and reflection, to just take some things in, to slow down and to ponder things in our heart instead of figuring things out with our mind. And so that's the second way that we can spiritually uh, dispose ourselves to receive from God what he wants to give us with the blank check. And the third is obey. Uh, At the end of the Gospel, Mary uh, does two things that are in obedience to either God's law or God's messengers. First, she follows uh, the Jewish custom on circumcision, right? circumcision being the, the divinely ordained prefigurement of baptism right? after eight days for the male. And so she follows that rule uh, that was built into uh, Jewish custom. And the second thing she does is actually name him the name that the angel told her to name, which you might say is kind of easy, uh, except that there's no... Jesus in, like, his family line, right? There's no custom of naming him Jesus. This is sort of a, a weird name that wouldn't have been on the radar, right? And yet they fulfill, she fulfills that, that uh, divinely ordained message uh, uh, from Gabriel. And so the third thing, I think, is Mary teaching us um, to obey what God has given us as rules, Now, this doesn't mean a blind adherence to all rules. There are certain rules that we should wrestle with and possibly uh, not comply with and so on. This is a complicated thing in general. But the basic idea is that if we determine that God has instituted something for us, there is a great uh, gift uh, in obeying that rule. Right? In, in understanding that maybe God sees something here that I don't see. Right? Maybe God understands this in a way that I can't possibly understand right now. Right? And so that obedience, that docility and receptivity to what God has offered to us and given to us as the basic parameters of, of the Christian life, uh, Mary shows us to cultivate with obedience. So friends, I just want to encourage us as we begin uh, 2023 uh, to give God a blank check. Uh, Let him cash it the way that he wants to in this coming year. We've got to give it to him. And the way that we receive the blessing that he wants to give us, which has to come in his timing and with his purposes, is to follow the lead of Mary, who teaches us through staying with what we've committed to, through pondering things in our heart, And by obeying those things which God has given us as the boundaries and parameters of our life to cultivate being receptive to the way in which God wants to cash the blank check that we give him with our hearts. And I think I can promise you, or at least God can promise you, that if we do that, that we will be in a better spiritual place at the end of 2023 than how we enter